Ah, I'm changing up for my usual intro. You I told you I was going it. to last week, and I did got it this it. week. My name is Mark the Canardian, and this is episode 59 of the Holocron Chronicles. That other voice you heard was my trusty co-pilot, Charlie Carden. Charlie, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. I did. I changed my vantage point just for y'all because it's dark. I can record facing the windows um, because Mark records at night because he's he is Batman. I don't know if you've I mean, you've never seen them together, but he, he's Canadian Batman. He functions at night. Um, so because it's nighttime, I'm giving you a little sample of the figure shelf. We were talking about the fact that I'm going to be doing a nice YouTube video to show you the entirety of the studio sometime soon. But very proud of my studio. I love it. It's a space to create. Um which is great because we create so much now that our network has blown up with our Patreon, which I know Mark wants to talk about once we introduce our guest. Absolutely. Yes. Our special guest is a returning guest. Uh, this is maybe three times yeah, for this you. Is the third time. Three times. Okay. This is uh, so we've, we've got Kid Sidious, AKA or Abby, I guess, AKA <laughs> Kid Sidious. Like you go, go oh Batman versus it's, Bruce it's, Wayne. It's not Peter Parker. Uh, it's Spider-Man or is no. it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't so, know. Abby, welcome back to the show. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be back. Going for the hat trick, I guess. Is that, three? Is that a soccer term? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, hockey, but don't insult hockey. Mark. He's Canadian. Uh, <laughs> I thought hat trick was soccer, oh, too. Nice. I don't know. I do like hockey. I mean, it could counts. be. It could be a soccer thing. I don't know. But I, I, I know it's from high. I'm from Detroit, so it's yeah. practically Canada. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much the same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, welcome back. This is this is awesome. Uh, like Charlie said, we do have to talk about Patreon a little bit off the top. So uh, thank you to all our Patreon supporters. Um, we've been going, Charlie, hello, like uh, about two months now on Patreon. Uh-huh. Uh, we've got bonus shows up the wazoo. You're doing like 16 bonus shows, I think. Every week. No, uh, I've got this... I, I've got three shows. Yes, they're not all every week. Don't want to overload people. Um, but no, I've been happy with the content. I do a show with my wife about bad movies, which is fun. I do a great show about old TV shows with the rotating guests. That's fun. And then I do a third show. It's about interviews. We've had a lot of great interviews with um, mostly Star Trek personalities because that's kind of my folks. But we've had Doug Jones on, which has been amazing and, and talked to a lot of other great people. So we're very grateful for our paid transporters uh, who make it possible to do all that stuff. And there's another show that you're forgetting, which is Friend Force 99, where I know. we talk about Bad Batch, you and Kay and myself. And uh, we've moved that from this show to that other spinoff show. Uh, Bad Batch episodes were covered on Holocron Chronicles, but now they're on that show first. But it's going to the public feed as well. So uh, so you're not missing that, but you get it earlier if you're a Patreon supporter. And we have to thank our, B our, our Patreon supporters right now, uh, including the BFF tier which is andy milliken missy merchant and sean stella and henry nias uh as well as the best buds tier which is jamie prinkley or prinky sorry yes absolutely and to toss in their um uh, intro tier uh that would be our friends on that would be my great uncle tim who was so sweet to send me a check for 24 dollars so that i could sign him up for our patreon i love my uncle tim that is my mom's oldest brother he's always been a supporter of mine in my kind of creative endeavors and the first member of any of our families to step up um, yeah. and kind of be part of this deal so i'm very grateful for that so i love you uncle tim thank you very much thanks uncle tim that's really, really, that was sweet. I love that yeah. story. When you, when you told us, it was just like, that's, that's amazing, man. That, that yeah. kind of support is just like, this I makes know. you feel good. 
That's great. True, true, true. Uh, if you haven't already, if you're if you can't support us on Patreon, which is perfectly fine, you still get most of the shows here, and we'll be releasing some other Patreon exclusive stuff, kind of like trickling out a little bit here and there. Uh, but you can also just help us out by subscribing on YouTube, telling a friend about the shows, and all that kind of stuff. That doesn't cost you a nickel, and uh, you're still sending some support our way. So thank you there. You can also check out in the description below a lightsaber affiliate link if you're looking for a new lightsaber uh alan at level up sabers actually has a uh, a sale going on right now for the next little bit so you can get a a cheap saber if you're looking for one like blind box sabers i think they're like 88 bucks which is crazy cheap for uh the kind of sabers that are guaranteed better than a stick nice <laughs> i own two of them and they are much better than a stick that is that, are we talking about a fancy stick or just like a branch kind of stick? I, I don't know. It's not important. It doesn't matter. They're better than a stick. Maybe like a stick okay. wrapped in tinsel or something. To oh, that's a, that's a, I think you're talking about a fancy stick now, and a I understand. Stick, but yeah. that is awesome. I might buy a saber for $88. I wanted to hang one here in the studio. I kind of ran out of space. My wife thought it was hilarious. It is like, you've taken <laughs> up every square inch of this entire room. And I'm like, yes, I did. It's visual potpourri. It's it, it's all part of the <laughs> the menagerie that is that is the SFU uh dynasty so i'm very happy to do it i'm i'm super tempted to order a second one just so i can connect the two that i have like the, and and do like the saber staff kind of deal like that's what i have and tempted. it is even though i have vaulted ceilings in my house it is still too long to actually spin because of <laughs> the light fixtures that we have in the vaulted ceiling area but it's go, great. Play, go play with your toys outside yeah i i just did uh some some photography i had to go outside for because it's uh, spinning inside even though i shortened my blade which is mm -hmm. a little bit better still don't don't spin it's inside a people. Long, yeah yeah it's a, it's, it's a little little dangerous uh so with all that said with all that out of the way abby Yes. What's new with you? It's been a little bit since you've been on the show. Yeah. Oh, not a ton. I mean, you know, just working and living and watching all of the Star Wars and everything. I'm also kind of like in my anime era right now. So my time is very evenly split between the two and making sure I'm caught up on everything. But, uh, you know. You say you're in your anime era, but the, la the latest cosplay I saw was decidedly not anime. Which one was it? And a little bit more piratey our flag means death oh yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, i was yeah, like what is going on you gotta, yeah it was, yeah I, it's, I, oh, I it's so, so good so it's good. so so good yeah we went yeah. uh two of my best friends brennan han and i went up to seattle for emerald city comic-con it was nice. an amazing weekend they had a bunch of the cast members from our flag means death there so we played pirate all weekend it was great that's super <laughs> fun yeah. yeah that's awesome fantastic um i was i was talking about uh, so I'm in a Star Wars group chat. And they were talking about uh, cosplay and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, I don't. But if I did, I'd love to make like an original character pirate Jedi cosplay. Yes. I already have like the pirate Jedi tattoo. So I might as well just mm -hmm. lean into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really like throw a kilt in there or something like that. Really make it like a <laughs> Celtic pirate Jedi. Just yes. like, oh my God. The, the I would come, I would come up to that Halcon, that one they have in Halifax. <laughs> if you and I were to meet up. Uh, and do some cosplay. I've kind of fallen out of the Star Wars cosplay largely since, you know, we run the Star Trek fan club chapter and that we work six or seven shows a year. 
mm-hmm. at a booth recruiting and, and doing fundraising for that. So, so all my cosplay is really Star Trek, but I still have my stuff in storage and I can still best bust out old man Han or still bust out the Luke. I have in the, the shitty wig that I have. I can put that <laughs> on, you know, so I can still do it. I still do have my one lightsaber. I'm not like y'all. I still have my basic black series issued, you know, uh, hero legacy, legacy Ray slash Luke slash Anakin lightsaber. So I can still, I can still cut that up. I'm actually really way too tall for Luke Skywalker, but I still, I do the best I can. Not too short for a stormtrooper then? Not too short for a stormtrooper. Too tall for a stormtrooper. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Since we've already gone through like the, how did you get into Star Wars questions and all that kind of stuff? I want to ask a couple of questions that I think we haven't gone over before that we've been asking kind of more of our, our, our newer guests. So first off, I'm going to start since we're talking about lightsabers. Uh, do you have a favorite lightsaber design like in Canon or, I, like, yeah. or anything? Yeah. I have to say, I mean, I would love to go with like Anakin or something or like one of my like favorite characters, not that Mace Windu is not a favorite character, but his lightsaber is so cool. It's gorgeous. It's, I mean, shiny. Yeah, it's beautiful, it's honestly. Gorgeous. I think that's I mean, one of the first ones we picked up at Galaxy's Edge, too, but mm. his is probably my favorite. Does the Galaxy's Edge one have the engraving? It doesn't. Ah, oh, come on. Unfortunately. This I close, mean, Disney. Yeah, right? It, it should, really. It should, but it doesn't. Fantastic. I, I would have to take that somewhere and get it engraved or like carve right. it in myself or something. I just feel like BMF. That's all you need. Yeah. Uh, that, that needs to be in there. Uh, what, what's your favorite lightsaber color? Like if you, if you got one, did you build your own in galaxy's edge or did, did. you, okay. What, what color spoke to you? It's always been purple and even just a side of like mazes, but like purple is my favorite color. So um, it's hands down. I would choose that no matter what. <laughs> Nice, nice. I'm gonna talk about a purple lightsaber uh, in a little bit, so we'll yeah. uh, we'll we'll save that for later. But um, I do want to also ask your favorite affiliation: is it Jedi, bounty hunter, oh. Sith, Rebels? Just like hanging out with Wookies. What what's what's like yeah. your your Star Wars gem? That's always such a hard question um, because I think, and we kind of talked about it the first time I was ever on, I was like, I want to align with the Jedi, but also the Sith for the aesthetic and then blah, blah, blah. I think <laughs> I, I, I stay for the style, you know? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Exactly. I think and the cookies. Like, and the cookies. Yes. We do have cookies on the dark side. Um, yeah. Dark, I think, cho- dark chocolate. <laughs> exactly. I think, uh, personality wise it would probably fall under rebels or jedi but again i mean there's something about the sith aesthetic that just like speaks to me as like a spooky girl at heart like black on black on red everything (laughs) um so it's it's always that's always a bit of a hard question but uh you know i think that's where it would kind of fall the dark shifting passions of the sith Mm -hmm. that's got that's Mm got to be a challenging one i understand that's true i have to say i just did like a lightsaber photo shoot kind of thing. So I had a friend that said like he wants, he wanted to make uh, like a, an edit and like blend some colors together, like green, blue, whatever as a lightsaber kind of edit picture. But he said red was the easier like base to work with. Mm-hmm. So if I took a picture with a red lightsaber, he could kind of change and manipulate and whatever. Yeah. And that, that was Moshe who was on a couple episodes ago. Uh, oh, so he's great. Um, so awesome. Him. So awesome. Um, like the nicest guy. And anyway, so like I took a bunch of pictures with a red lightsaber, but like, 
I kind of like just the pictures and it's the first time I ever right. went like that dark side or that, but like something about that red aesthetic. And I, I did it like my whole house was black. I just turned off the lights and it was yeah. just lit by a red saber. And it was like, mm. I kind of get, I kind of get this aesthetic. Like right. it's, yeah. 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 Is that we, badass kind of like, like that? Uh, yeah. Down in our basement, had all the lights off, took saber pictures, and then <laughs> my roommate took like a, a big rip off of his vape and kind of like blew it in the direction of the camera. So that's it was so like cool. smoky and really cool. Yeah, it's 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 just like the end of Rogue One. That that's how they provided that smoke. They were just <laughs> hey everybody, <laughs> vaping in the airlock. They yeah. were they were they were, they were out of yeah. money at that point. So they're just like right. just vape it. Just come on. That's silly. I suppose Disney, I could add. Disney doesn't run out of money. <laughs> I, I suppose I could add smoke, like, you know, as an effect or something, like mm-hmm. afterwards. But I kind of just like next time want to light something on fire and take some pictures. I mean, I'm gonna have to do that. I'm not yeah. gonna say that arson is a good thing, but I'm also not not gonna say that. Well, you are on that, uh, you know, s- you know, snug little island there, Mark. It's just that you know, it's not <laughs> like the fire would get to the mainland and burn down the rest of Nova Scotia. So exactly, I mean, exactly. I don't know. Just you do what you gotta do. Island, that's fine. That's yeah. okay. Yeah, you know, you, you know, create creators gotta create. I get that. a little bit of arson that. as a treat. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And if that treat. you know that uh, yeah. That, that could end poorly. Uh, speaking of things that end poorly, we have a new question like that we've been asking people the last couple of weeks, and and I I really want to get your your scenario for this one, Abby. Just, well, just, how do you think? Buckle up. So, so I've been leading this with with Star Wars is basically just constant suffering wrapped in laser swords and awesome ponchos. So Belts if you were boots. in the Star Wars, that, that's it. If you were in the Star Wars universe, what? hilarious and ironic way would you die oh, uh, while while you think of that i'm going to recap mine which was uh seeing some deadly creature and thinking that i could pet it like a kitten uh, and being like come here rancor you cute little puppy. so-and-so come on and all right you just destroy me uh charlie's was yeah i mean more inappropriate it was it, it was definitely a to- and abby already heard this it was a jacked uh kind of three-way between a gnarly wookie like black chrysanthemum and possibly wicked the ewok and uh you know we couldn't decide on who was to go first who was to go last tops bottoms whatever it is and it was just it, it all went out the window um and so i just i got you know i, 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 got, I, I got the i got the four horsemen it was just i got ripped to pieces so. <laughs> oh well sorry amazing fantastic oh man okay um i would love to go down in like a blaze of glory type of situation but me thinking it's a blaze of glory and like kind of being stupid i am a bit of a as much as i have i was telling uh charlie about this earlier i have a little bit of anxiety when i drive but i also drive a car that's way too fast for me so i would love to (laughs) maybe be a pod race or like a Uh, like a low low down coruscant level street race thinking like i'm gonna take this and then i just don't have fast enough reflexes and you know but it looks really cool there's a big explosion my poncho like lights on fire (laughs) there's sparks going everywhere the crowd is freaking out and i kind of just like like the big old pod race from episode one who was the the one guy in the cavern who went and then he blew up that's you <laughs> yeah, that's me. except for i look way cooler <laughs> way, yeah and with a poncho and yes. your hair is done right i know yes, your hair is exactly. always done right i understand his hair was not it was not on point he's wearing an ugly helmet i don't even so know if he had be. hair under that helmet but yeah, yeah something just, like that 
something me being I like, like I can totally do this and then I totally can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I like I love the the confidence and the uh yeah. It's a famous the, last the, word right. situation. Yeah, right. Lack yeah, blaze of, of glory. I I right. love it. I love it. That's fantastic. Um that's a good way to die. That's awesome. in Star Wars. That's you know, good. like it if, was uh, uh, I got this narrator. Yes. Is Morgan Freeman. She did not. In fact, got this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and you got, you, you definitely, you'd have that person just being like, listen, the last person, the last human that could pod race was Anakin freaking Skywalker. Like the, the, the strongest force user ever. And, and then he the was last just human gone. that was fast. Yeah. Enough, okay. He's the last one. Yeah. And you'd be like, Pfft. I got this. That kid sucks. Have you ever? Yeah, yeah I got this. <laughs> that kid totally sucks. Taking <laughs> him down. Oh my God. Yes, exactly. Then you're Amazing. just a great spot. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Like, that one's uh, that one, not that heavy. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Speaking of Anakin, I don't know if uh, if you guys are familiar with uh, with Vader Immortal. Mm-hmm. I saw a question online. Uh, describe a VR game as badly as you can, and others have to guess what game you're describing. And Vader Immortal centers uh, your character kind of gets crashed on Mustafar, and you find out that you have this bloodline of like ancient people that ruled Mustafar, and oh, Vader's boy. trying to find something that can only be unlocked with your blood. And uh, so my my submission to this was researching your ancestry.com family tree when a tall man with asthma whines about his dead wife, and sometimes you have glow sticks. Uh, so the whole the they thing can, that you're they, trying to get back, Vader thinks that can bring back Padme. And, they can uh, really get that from a nose well. swab. I'm impressed. Just 100, yeah. 100 Tatooine whiny whiny slave boy. Yes, exactly. Cri- cr- crispy crispy down. fajita. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> no. Ugh. Yikes. Toast crispy Vader. Yeah. <laughs> mm, teriyaki style. That's it. That's it. That. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Uh, amazing. Uh, I don't, I know you guys haven't had a chance to watch, but I have to mention, uh, the only real bit of news that I've seen pop up is that they just released star Wars, young Jedi adventures. Uh, they released three shorts for free on YouTube. These haven't hit Disney plus yet, so you can just go out and watch them. They're absolutely adorable. Um, Finn and I watched all three of them, but the third episode in particular, I think it was the third one. Anyway, it was one that was featuring this really cute little cat that he just got the biggest kick out of. Uh, this full season drops April 26th on Disney Junior and Disney Plus. So I don't think they're going to be shorts, but man, these three, it's so awesome to see like a kid show for Star Wars centering on like some Padawans and yoda's in it and he's kind of training them so this is like back high republic era yeah so you know these kids aren't going to get order 66 and it's just so much better it's 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 so great uh we we love watching um spidey and his amazing friends oh and this is very much in that same kind of vein of like same bright poppy kind of animation Mm -hmm. um i'm super excited for more of this i don't know if this is either of your jams, but no, I it absolutely because my kids is. been freaking out all day. I keep I'm, seeing his name is Nubs, right? Everywhere, yeah. He is so cute. I'm I'm curious about the dis like the 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 YouTube before the Disney Plus, but like what YouTube stream mm-hmm. would this would I find this on and, and what it's and, on and Disney and Junior. It's on mm. Disney, but you were able to track it on YouTube somehow. It, it Disney Junior's YouTube channel. Disney Junior's YouTube channel. Okay, it's just that. Yeah. Uh, 
that's just, it's it's just it's bizarre because I don't I I don't play in that space uh, of Disney Junior because I don't have a kid at home. So yeah, it would have stayed totally off my radar until April twenty sixth. But that's fun. That's a you heard it here first, people. If yeah. you're you know if obviously if adults are hopefully your kids aren't listening to this because the show gets a little blue because we recorded it at night. We're a little crazy, <laughs> but uh, no, that sounds like fun. And I know my my wife loves the cutesy poo Star Wars stuff, loves mm-hmm. the Ewoks, loves Grogu, loves Porg, you know. So mm-hmm. yeah, love yeah, Porg, Porg, a slightly fried Porg, maybe defrocked <laughs> with a little lemon sauce. I mean, oh wait, no, this little bit too feel. I apologize. <laughs> Just in a silly, goofy mood here. <laughs> yeah, always, always. Uh, so one of the characters though does have a a purple lightsaber. And that's uh, Liz or Liz uh, Soleil. So she's uh, one of the main characters, along with Kai Brightstar and the aforementioned Nubs, who are uh, they're they're all adorable. They're all that's fantastic. Awesome. I need to go um, watch that. And and Nubs is is voiced by uh, D. Bradley Baker. So oh. the things uh, that he returning. voices that I find out, Let's like he, I guess, voiced the fish in SpongeBob that's trying to start a fight with like the he has like a saxophone, I think, and. He did like Perry the Platypus. And I'm just like this man. Oh my God. That man will—he'll ne- never stop working until he just can't speak no, anymore. Seriously. My goodness, he is. Yeah. Every, I mean, he crosses uh, the aisle. He's in Star Wars and Star Trek. He's Murph on Star Trek Prodigy, oh. where he just makes noises, uh, and he does <laughs> and he does a great job of it. So you know, and n- nobody just makes weird noises like that man. He's fantastic, and that's really? kind of what Nubs is too. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, some words, but a lot of just noises and it's yeah. like him and Alan Tudyk have the 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 animal sounds like on lock because he right. was um the chicken in moana oh God. Uh, yeah <laughs> the rooster. yeah nice. yeah alan oh. tudyk's uh he's he's done a bunch of like disney stuff they they yeah they just keep putting him in things he was also the uh the parrot in encanto or the, oh, the, the toucan or whatever yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah i didn't know that um they so <laughs> he said something like disney has like hours worth of recordings of him just <laughs> pretending he's a bird. Yeah. Uh, whether it's, it's the chicken in Moana or, it's or gold. whatever. And uh, I want them to release all of that. Cause I would really listen to Alan just Tudyk four tapes. hours of just Alan Tudyk being in a, just like all, of, all like, of the bird programming you can handle. <laughs> I saw a clip of him doing uh, the Moana bird voice and he just turns the camera. He's like, I went to Juilliard. <laughs> 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 and the, and the checks cash. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Listen, if Disney ever wants me to sit in a studio for four hours and make squirrel noises, like I'll t- sign me up. Send That's- the dump yeah. truck full of money, and I will. Be in it's the studio. okay. It's okay, I, but make sure you get that dump truck here. Here's my address. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, I, I'd settle for like a, a duffel bag or a you know, yeah. sandwich bag. I maybe, like a, just, maybe like a whatever. Honda Civic hatchback of cash. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That is that That's is it. truly the dream is to voice act in one capacity or another for oh Star my Wars. God. So whatever what, noises you want me to make, I'll do it. I can do it's accents. What it's what we're all working on here. One of us <laughs> needs to get around to getting an agent, and maybe we can make that happen. <clears throat> there we go. I think with with all of your your uh, recent interview connections, Charlie, I think you're probably the closest uh, <laughs> for 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 those kind of industry connections. We shall see. So we're waiting. We're waiting to hear you we voice shall. some alien in Star Trek. Judge Judy. You got it. Yes, exactly. That's it. Time, time. Let's uh, let's let's get into the main bit of this episode, which is the last two episodes of The Mandalorian. We've got the convert 
and the foundling, uh, mm-hmm. we can kind of talk about these a little bit together since they, they really start to flow in with one another. But Charlie, do you want to kind of recap yeah. what happens in each of these? And then we'll talk about them as a whole. I got that. So yeah, episode episode three is the convert. I kept wanting to say the covert, but it doesn't make any sense. Uh, aired on March 15. Uh, so as Din is recovering, he and his soon-to-be lover, Bo-Katan, uh, sorry, I'm just predicting, <laughs> uh, depart Mandalore, though Bo withholds the Mythosaurus existence from him, which obviously she saw when she was fishing his ass out of the drink in the last episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Upon returning to, Ke- what is the name of this planet? Kalevala. Kalevala, I liked it. They are attacked by an Imperial TIE squad who Bo destroys and they are forced to retreat. Uh, and then we jump over to Coruscant and we see Dr. Pershing again. He's been pardoned by the New Republic. Um, and he's startled to find that Elia Kane, who was with him on the ship, is uh, among the other Amnesty Program recipients. Uh, Kane agrees to assist Pershing in his efforts, which kind of blackmails him a little bit, uses his, her feminine wiles potentially. Uh, in his efforts to continue cloning research, which has been outlawed by the Republic, they sneak aboard a uh, decommissioned Imperial ship to steal the necessary materials. But it was a big setup. Kane uh, betrayed him to the Republic's law keepers and later secretly sabotages the mind wiping procedure on him, significantly worsening the effect. Oh, ouch. Stone cold. Uh, uh, Din and Bo uh, arrive at the secret Mandalorian uh, enclave where Din presents the armor with a sample of the living waters as proof of redemption. You know it's real simple because it's sparkly. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's got, it's got glitter in it. That's what makes it real. Um, because she bathed in the waters, Bo-Katan is welcome to the enclave as well. She, one of us. One <laughs> of us. Oh, good stuff. Um, all right, so that was. Do you want me to just keep rocking through and just yeah, keep going? Right all right, so that that bleeds us into the Foundling, which is our next episode, episode twenty, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh, Jin introduces Grogu to Mandalorian combat training in a very delightful scene. Uh, Grogu wins a training match of paintball, which I think is awesome. Uh, but his opponent uh, is captured by a large raptor. Happens all the time. Uh, and this is uh, Ragnar Vizsla is his opponent. This, this is um, uh, Paz Vizsla's son. It was a yeah. Favreau's son. Um, Bo-Katan gathers up a hunting party, which includes Din Djarin and Paz, and leads them to the Raptor's nest. You know, feels like a feels like a Hanna Barbera cartoon at this point, but I'm I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, the armor forges a new piece of Mandalorian armor for Grogu which looks exactly like the big clock that hangs around Flavor Flav's neck. Okay, that that was the first thing that went through my mind, and nobody else said it. Sorry to interrupt your recap there, but it was... That's okay. I saw a meme on Twitter today that just had that and parental advisor rewarded, and I felt like I was back in high school. Yes. Um, So, yes, a roundling bearing um, Jin's mudhorn signal. Uh, as she works, Grogu has visions of his rescue from the Jedi Temple by Jar Jar Binks. I mean, Keller and Beck and sympathetic members of the Naboo Armed Forces. Um, so Vizsla's, oh, you don't you love my commentary? That's, that's why he has <laughs> me do this. Uh, Vizsla's over eagerness to save Ragnar disrupts Bo's plan and leads to a difficult aerial rescue in which Bo and Jin rescue the boy unharmed, kill the raptor, collect his chicks, which I think was really questionable, but that's okay, and earn the clan's respect. As the armor replaces Bo's podlin, which she lost in combat, 
um, Bo reveals her encounter with Mythosaur, and but the armor meets her account with indifferent disbelief, which was just it was just that was cold. It was like your mom saying she doesn't believe you when you you know say that you didn't steal those you know gumballs from the dime store. It was that was rough. I thought that that was kind of cold. Yeah, I um, love the memes that are going around with that. With yeah. like the the old lady, and it's like. <laughs> She's like, I really did see a mythosaur. Okay, Grandma, it's time for bed. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. yeah. The old fa- in the nursing home. Oh, really? There's a mythosaur down there. Let's get your pills, Grandma. It's okay. Yeah. Go to sleep, crazy lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Um, golly, I I wanted to rewatch both of these myself, but I. Mm-hmm couldn't read I, I ran out of time but i was going to skip the first one because the stuff with dr pershing made me so sad i really i just I didn't want to i just didn't want to watch it again yeah. you know i i while while enjoying so much more of the rest of everything we saw but i was i was really bummed out by by pershing because um because he got sold out mm-hmm. and that was, that was kind of stone cold it really was so, yeah let's let's start there uh what did what did you guys think of one, the story of that, but also just the fact that they stuck that right in the middle of this episode and kind of like, I don't know, Book of Boba Fetted an episode of, of Mandalorian with this like kind of related side story, but kind of just really weird. Thing. Like that was the, the Internet seemed to be divided. Everything. It was like how to watch episode three of The Mandalorian right. season three. Yeah. Uh, and it, it showed them zipping into hyperspace then it was fast forward and then coming out of hyperspace mm-hmm. and going down to the the culvert like how did you guys feel about that like diversion uh, abby um i don't personally mind things like that because to me if they're doing it it's obviously going to tie into the story at a later time or it's setting something up so i don't personally mind i get why it was a bit jarring um but I was actually really interested to see more about Dr. Pershing um, just because we got little bits and pieces and it's obviously tying into kind of a bigger picture of what's going on in the galaxy at the time. And I think it's, they're not going to stick it in there for no reason. It's obviously of some import. Um, And I mean, not, not to put too fine a point on it, but I don't mind seeing Dr. Pershing on my screen because he is fine, but that's another story. Anyways, <laughs> it's a, a man in glasses can have anything he wants for me. I'm just saying so. <laughs> I want a hand sandwich. Sandwich. Um, um, And it's funny, like, star, so Star Wars, they've established, like, or George Lucas established a rule that there's no glasses in Star Wars, and they've since kind of made it a rule that there's no corrective glasses in Star yeah, Wars. So maybe, maybe it, Dr. Pershing Becomes like a just a style thing, yeah. which I love. I love that because there's a few examples of it, and mm-hmm. even like in the Bad Batch. There's, yeah, like Tex got stuff, his, uh, his gogs, you know. Yeah, yeah. I had no uh, idea that that was a stylistic choice. Or, that that or a was a anti anti like Star Wars like George Lucas thing. I know in Star Trek, for example, nobody wears glasses except Kirk does because mm-hmm. he says the treatment called rednecks, which he and Bones talk about in Star Trek too, he's allergic to it, so he has to wear glasses. Oh, that's the only case. Yeah, that's the only case. But I, I don't remember ever hearing anything about like, oh, Star Wars people well, wear glasses. You just don't see it. It's kind of Zippergate 2.0. Like, there's no zippers in Star Wars except for when Star Luke Trek, gets yes. up his flight suit. Um, yeah, exactly. so There yeah. is, but... 
hated yeah, that example. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Like, so the, that, like that argument that like because it's, it's such a clear example. Right <laughs> that there. argument and, you know, landed me in a an article online for pointing yeah. it out. So who knows? In Carrie Fisher's famous, you know, there's no bras. I couldn't wear a bra because <laughs> a bra would strangle you in zero gravity. So I had to <laughs> tape up my boobs or whatever, and it was just like, okay, yeah. all right, sure. Arbitrary, yeah. arbitrary Ar- fashion rules. Arbitrary yeah. fashion rules about duct tape boobs. I like it. <laughs> Jelly, what what were your thoughts on this this uh, weird little diversion episode? You know, it was it was certainly kind of out of nowhere. Um, what I do like about it is, again, while I'm somewhat dubious about if it'll play back into the overall narrative of the season, because we just really don't know where we're going. You know, right. we talked to, in the last episode about how we made it back to Mandalore and we thought that would be the big crux of the season. There'd be a big this thing or that thing. And we yeah. were there and we're gone and we don't know if we're going back. So this seemed to take us a little bit in a different direction where, okay, well now we're back on Coruscant. We haven't really seen anything from Coruscant uh, in the post return of the the Jedi era, but you, what mm-hmm. you really do find out is that for most people, and this is a lot of the case with, you know, not to get too highly political, but with kind of rich dicks everywhere, they don't really know the difference. They're like, we're still going around doing our rich dick bullshit and we got lots of money. And I think it was even a comment that in passing, somebody was like, oh, Republic, Empire, whatever. I'm still got a lot of money and I'm good. Pew, pew, pew. Like he was from Texas, you know, (laughs) so it was just that kind of deal. Um, But a lot of the comments I've seen, you know, on Twitter and other places um, have just really illustrated that, like, you know, here's the new Republic. They're, they're, they're not so great as the Empire. They're still a little bit of toothless. You see that they're incompetent, and that's where you see the big, like a window big enough to drive a truck through that the First Order shows up and just kicks their balls all over the place because mm-hmm. they're just not paying attention. You know, if, if you follow any of the novels, like I read the Bloodline novel that was about, about Leia, and it took place about five, six years prior to The Force Awakens, um, you had found out that the Rebellion demilitarized completely when they formed the you know the new republic and it's like what the fuck are you thinking about are you crazy you just not exactly defeated the biggest military force in the that your galaxy has ever seen both an army and a navy and you're going to demilitarize well Mm -hmm. you know we want people to feel that they're safe and blah 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 are you are you on are you on some serious space crack or spice if you prefer? <laughs> spice, yeah. There would be no way you would want to demilitarize. That's what they did in Battlestar Galactica, and that's when the Cylons came back. If you ever follow, I'm still going to get Mark to watch that show someday. <laughs> um, you know, that's when the bad guys come back is when you don't have any way to defend yourself. So, right. um, yeah, the uh, this is re- really pretty uh, illustrative that um, that the new Republic is just not paying attention. Um, because yeah, you've got, uh, you've got Elena, uh, Elia, Lieutenant Kane running around, still playing both sides, um, of the equation and being all pally pally with Dr. Pershing, like, it's okay, buddy. I'm on your side too. And then like, nope, him, take him away. Um, that she, she's, she's still empire through and through, you know, eats. Yeah biscuits yeah. as mm-hmm. man gets I sure do love those yellow biscuits <laughs> which I just love that like who wrote this episode Noah Clore and D- D- John Favreau like d- they they wrote in that the dark side has cookies mm-hmm. oh my god come come on, at the very least <laughs> come on that is fantastic I love it uh, and I have to agree like I loved <laughs> 
the world building of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, did I necessarily think it fit at this point in the Mandalorian story where I want to see kind of like him going back? Eh, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. I'm patient enough to understand that sometimes I have to take a little narrative break and go in a different direction. And I, I want to see, like Abby said, like how this all comes together. Does it matter if it all comes together? Not really for me because they they're they're heading in a direction where this is tying into again the fall of the new republic Mm -hmm. so this showed enough of that that i can watch that and be like oh yeah i know exactly how we got to where we are with the first order like this episode enough was just like there's still those like rich jackasses who don't care what side you're on the the same kind of people that were on canto bite uh which we we saw in the sequels we saw just the the red tape and their bureaucracy of like, hey, this this thing's still good. No, 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 we're gonna trash that. Uh, okay, who do I talk to about this? Oh, there's so many levels you'd have to go through. It's not really worth it. Just follow the orders and do it, and no one's paying right. attention. And like, it's, there's it, so much to this. Like, it's like it's like the you know what it is. It's the Lego Movie. It, it's it's the, it's it's the world in the Lego movie. It's the same thing. Go and drink your eight dollar coffee, and ju- go go to the factory and build stuff. And do to all the while, Will Ferrell's trying to you know, as president, of business is trying to squish out. So yeah, yes, exactly. So I yeah I I enjoyed this. Um, did I I want to find out what was going to happen with with Din and Bo? Yep, but I also kind of just enjoyed this for what it was. And very quickly, the next week we got a whole um a whole mandalorian story uh right. so what what did you guys think um overall of of that episode like what uh this you know little training montage and uh creature of the week more kind of like i i feel it was a kind of lower stakes but i i still thought bit. it was entertaining um abby what what do you think about this one yeah definitely um i i did kind of like you said creature of the week i i did enjoy it a lot um it was adorable seeing Grogu training with Ragnar. And also I'm like genuinely curious where they came up with the name Ragnar. Cause that definitely sounds like straight out of Vikings and not necessarily yeah, out of, but I'm here for it. I mean, right. I love a Ragnar Lothbrook. So um, loved that, but it was really cute and seeing Grogu get to like train and like seeing Din being like, you got it, you got it. You know, like kind of that little moment of a very father son exchange that isn't always necessarily i mean you know grogu snuggles under his little bandolier when they're flying and stuff but this was like a very like father to son exchange which i thought was really Mm -hmm. sweet and 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 we don't often get to see him kind of flip through the air so much and like be more kind of uh tactile with stuff that he's doing so that was really cool Mm-hmm. Um, I love this storyline of uh, Bo unwittingly or like not necessarily like fully wanting to, but accidentally joining a cult. Right. Have you taken your helmet off? I guess not. Cool. You're one of us until you leave, I guess. I mean, whatever. Okay. And she was still like you and your religious zealots are the whole reason our society fell apart. And now I'm one of you. She doesn't have anybody. We don't know what happened to her entourage because the the wrestler chick and, you know, Johnny beautiful from season two are, are gone. So where did they go? Are they dead? 
Otherwise, she's just sitting in her damn chair. And then they blew her house up. So she's just like, well, fuck it. I don't have anything else going on. I'll join a cult. Like, this yeah. is how Love Canal started. This yeah. is how the Kool-Aid drinking uh, Jonestown thing went down. So whoops. Get ready <laughs> <Yeah>. for it. <laughs> no. Gosh, I, I love that she doesn't know even enough to be like, how do we eat? Yeah, right. <laughs> how does this happen? I'm doing the, do I push yeah. it up? And... Yeah, somebody didn't give me a book yet. Yeah, can I do everything through a straw? Right. Yeah. A protein shake? So good. Everything is yeah. blended so here. Everything is I love blended. It. Yeah. Who brought the blender? Was it pre-blended? Did somebody pack their snacks? There we go. Okay, great. Yeah. So with with this episode, and the, I mean, really the last few episodes, how are we feeling about Bo? What's what's her arc? Is she is she slowly becoming Mando's you know partner in crime or or partner partner or or is she kind of, does she still have her own agenda? Like what's what do you think is going on with Bo? I mean, she seems really agendaless because all she was doing. Uh, and you know, and and didn't know where to find her, mm -hmm. but she was just she was just sitting there. It's not like she was sitting there watching TV or whatever or making plans. She was just kind of sitting on her ass doing nothing. She I was think she, straight up staring into the void. She has yeah. like nothing going on, so I don't even know that she has plans. She's just kind of like that's why she was just like, yeah, I'll go. What I mean, first of all, you know, she was called in action. She needed to rescue him because he was dicking around on Mandalore and he can't walk around without getting himself into some shit. <laughs> I'm getting captured by a droid. I felt he was baby Jessica. He fell down a well. You know, he was just he's a, he's a, he's a mess. So yeah, he's got nothing going on without her to to bail his ass out. Um. So yeah, I yeah I really don't know where she's going, but she does seem to be. A little bit kool-aid drinking when she's sitting there talking to the armor because the armor is like mm -hmm. well the mythosaur is a it belongs to it belongs to all of us very jesus like jesus belongs to all of us yeah you know it's just, she's a little it's a little jonestown for me what's going on with the armor i just i'm with you and and you made a note of it i i don't i don't really trust her and i i, I just wonder if you know Bo has lost anything to believe in i mean she lost her sister we saw that in the clone wars she lost the entirety of her society she lost the dark saber what hasn't she lost maybe she's just to the fuck it point of everything that she's just like you know didn't came along and beneath that helmet he's probably pretty handsome so i could do worse <laughs> and so i'm just gonna go for it so I, yeah i don't know i don't know what that kind of desperation will will lead her to mm -hmm. um but i'm but i'm very curious and i feel like that plus the fact that the armor is not very trustworthy because you don't really know where she's coming from. And she's just so packed with rhetoric. She's the creepy priest of the whole thing. Uh, I just, I, I just don't know how it's going to turn out. So that part of it, I think is very compelling without a doubt, but still no idea what's Pershing and Lieutenant Kane and, and how mm -hmm. that's all going to circle back. Moffy Giddy is still in the offering. I, I feel mm -hmm. like we're going to get him back. So how does it all, how does it all come together? That's what keeps us watching, right? That's the direct yeah. narrative. So, yeah. Abby, what about you? Do you, you feel similar to Charlie or are you kind of? A little bit. Yeah. I definitely think like, you know, like you said, she's kind of lost everything and she's a little bit listless and she maybe has an idea of like best case scenario. What would I do if I had the resources, the people, you know, etc. But I also think it's really interesting to see where she's gone from when we first meet Bogatan in Mando and she's like, you're a religious extremist. Like you're essentially the Westboro Baptist of like the Mandalorians at this point. Right. 
and din is like well you know whatever you're not a mandalorian since you take your helmet off and they, they're very much like clashing heads to where she is now working with them and seeing mm -hmm. okay maybe i don't ascribe to everything that's going on here but it's not so extreme and kind of like repulsive that i can't work with them mm -hmm. um and I, I think it's showing that development of her change in thinking of like what defines a mandalorian mm -hmm. um but yeah, I think she kind of is at that point where she's like, even if, you know, I want to do something specific and we don't know what exactly that is, um, she can't. She doesn't have the backing to do it. And maybe doing something is better than doing nothing, even if it means kind of like banding together with people that I didn't previously ever see myself right. working with. The so, fate of circumstance, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, again, like, and I kind of agree with what you were saying, like, maybe it wasn't like the right place to put this cutaway to Coruscant. I still enjoyed it, but I, I mm -hmm. do see how it was a bit jarring. But I think it's kind of like building up to a larger story of what's going on. And I'm really interested to see how that plays with Din, Grogu, Bo-Katan, Mandalore, if that has any kind of like connection to it i'm just I, I i bring that kind of like if i had a good time it's a five out of five for me so like i'm having a good time watching it and i i'm really true, excited to true. see kind of where yeah. it goes <laughs> yeah for sure I, I'm, I i see where you guys are coming from i'm a little more worried about Bo really? because because of everything you said like she's she's lost everything she's a little listless but that to me creates that like joker level of danger okay where she could be a little bit desperate to get the throne back to get an army back to get supporters back and what's she going to do mm. now she she saw the mythosaur she's starting i think to kind of come around as like maybe they're not all bad like you guys said you know maybe mm -hmm. I thought they were Westboro Baptist, but they're still just like maybe a little bit churchy, but not terrible. Yeah. Like, you know, like that, like there could be a little bit of that, but I also like, I'm not sure if I fully trust her yet. That's like fair. the armor is still giving me some weird vibes too, of course. Mm -hmm. Cause like, she's like, like Charlie said, she's got like that such strict kind of rhetoric and I, I just don't trust her at all. Like I haven't for a bit, but like Bo, I'm kind of feeling like, she could be that you don't see it coming, but you kind of saw it coming kind of turning yeah. point of like, I'm just doing this as a means to the dark saber and I'm going to earn it. And I'm going to stab whoever I need to in the back after I gain their trust. Yeah. Um, Yikes. Maybe yeah, there's going to be that turning point where she like, why didn't she tell Din about the, the mythosaur? Did she think, yeah. did she yeah. think he'd think she was crazy? Like, why did she confide in the armor first? Yeah. Rather than, you know, and like now that the armorer was just kind of like dismissive, like, okay, crazy lady, cool. Yeah, we all yeah, see weird shit when we're drunk. Uh, you know, like yeah. whatever. But, you know, so now will she kind of start doubting herself or will she be like, no, no, I'm going to prove this and I don't care who I have to shank to do it. Like, this mm -hmm. is happening. Right. Um, so I'm kind of curious where her arc is going to go. And I, I hope they end up like, you know, a little bit better than than enemies but i man i don't know I don't, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll see um all all that aside i want to geek out for a second about mm -hmm. just ahmed friggin best coming in here 
screams. The true Come on. redemption. Holy the true crap. redemption of a guy who was bullied so much after episode one that he wanted to take his own life. Yeah. Champion coming back in a role that was absolutely amazing. And I believe social media, the internet in general, is really rushing to love him, if that's what I'm getting out of it. Absolutely. And so, um, pr- proof that show business is, is a fickle bitch uh, and will absolutely bring things, you know, full circle. Um, yeah. You know, l- look at, uh, and I'm going to always screw up his name, but the actor who played Short Round coming back and winning an, oh, an Academy uh, Award. Kate Queen. Kate, I always mess up his name too, even though I was like sobbing when he won his Oscar. Kate Kwan. But there's somebody that we haven't seen in 40 years doing almost anything. And, you know, so may Ahmed Best have a similar, have a career trajectory that recovers like John Travolta did after Pulp Fiction. You know what I mean? Just, you know, yeah, that's show business, folks. That is show business. I just, I personally just loved this because i don't know if you guys watched jedi temple challenge uh yeah i mean a a tiny bit familiar yeah a little bit no nothing so that's the character from that show Mm -hmm. yeah so he ran a a a children's game show for anyone listening that's not familiar so they did a children's kind of game show jedi temple challenge where he played jedi master uh kelleran beck and he like trained was it Keller and Beck? I thought it was Ahmed Beck. I thought it was like based no, on. So it. that's so Ahmed Beck was the character that he played in oh, uh, episode right. two or three in the bar. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The the Jedi that he actually played in this show is the You're same right. one that rescued Grogu. It's the mm-hmm. same character. They've brought it from like YouTube kids show to actual canon person that saved Grogu, which mm-hmm. is friggin wild yeah um it's it it's so great uh it was the his name in the show was uh the sabered hand and we saw why that was a thing in this where he's got two sabers spinning they didn't have curiously enough his saber from the show which was a more uh high republic um kind of looked like pieces of a, a galaxy's edge saber to be honest oh, okay. um, in that one it's slightly modified with some like leather wrapping around it but it looked like pieces of that if you if you look up close uh, and it was a purple blade i believe in that show as well uh in this it looked like he may have just like something happened to that one he picked up two sabers from fallen jedi and just mm-hmm. kicked a ton of ass with it uh but i actually stood up watching this as like I, yeah Ahmed Best for one, that character for another. I was like, he's the same character. This is the same character. Like, this is actually happening right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I loved shows like Guts and those kind of shows as, as a kid where I could, like, I want to participate in that stupid, weird challenge against mm-hmm. other kids and, like, you know, do this kind of thing. And then they brought that to Star Wars. It only lasted one season. And. I, I just thought that was that was still kind of an amazing thing, even though I was probably like, you know, too old to really get into it. But like never too old. Just the fact never that they brought him back for that, I was yeah. happy enough because I was like, this guy deserves the world. He did not deserve any of the hate that came at him. Right, exactly. And now seeing it coming back, it's just right. like it's good. It's the greatest. There's good in the world, and this was this yeah. was definitely definitely a great example of that. So excellent. Yeah. I watched that on this TV right here. I had my chair spun around with my feet kicked up on my little desk thingy in the background. And I did the same thing. I paused it and I stood up and I rewound it. And I was like, 
oh my god like fi- like physically was like so excited and i mean everybody in my house works from home so i couldn't scream but i was mm-hmm. <laughs> internally like you know freaking out about it and yeah. i just i am so happy for him because like you said it it got to the point where he wanted to like not be here anymore and that's so sad because people still have yet to learn to separate the actor from the character and understand Ooh. that that you know they didn't write the character or make it up it was brought about by whoever made whatever the movie is and they just got cast and it's it you know kelly marie tran same thing yeah it's, oh it's really God. sad to see the way people treat other people like for that and i'm just i'm so happy that he's getting all of the love like all of the prequels fans everybody who loved him whether you love Jar Jar or hate it, it doesn't matter. Like just seeing the actor get to come yeah. back and kind of have his moment and feel the love that he deserved at the time. It just, it settles something in my heart. It makes me very happy. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Amazing to see. Yeah. Uh, and I love the, just the, the line, just like kid, it's going to like, it's going to be okay, <sighs> kid or whatever. What like just, right. um, just oh, so good. Cause it's, yeah. it's like, not only speaking to Grogu, but I feel like it's just kind of like speaking maybe to himself, mm-hmm. you know, 20 years ago or whenever yeah. those movies came out. Like, yeah, this is going to suck for a bit. And really speaking to anyone else who's gone through like a hard time, like oh, yeah. this is going to suck. This this really sucks right now. I understand that. Oh, yeah. But like, it's going to be OK, kid. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. Like we, we've got you. Everybody needs you know, to hear that at one point or another. Very true. Oh, yeah. Man. And I That's love so it, good. and 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 setting up for what I'm sure we will see in some way, shape, or form, and hopefully it's on the screen because I, while I do follow the comics, I will, you know, I'll I'll, I'll pop back in here and there, or or a book or something with High Republic. I would prefer to see things on the big screen. Yeah. I think it's uh, on on any screen, I should say, because really we're not getting the big screen right now. Um, we we have we have the small screen, and that's just what we have. But um, I think it's going to be more impactful to see it in this fashion so mm-hmm. i would i would i i got no trouble with flashbacks as they continue to you know ferret out character development especially with a character that doesn't speak like Grogu. yeah um but it's but it is it's great to see a story so yeah i'm enthused i really i like that and i was happy for him so that was great yeah. final thing where where do you guys think we're going next do you think we're going to pick up with pershing do you think we're going to pick up a little bit more of grogu's backstory are we going to focus on Dan and Bo and the Mandos, like where is this? I just really have no super solidified idea. While I do feel like uh, Din and Bo and the Mandos will drive the bus, Mm -hmm. I feel that the Pershing storyline and the Republic storyline has to coalesce in some way. Otherwise, it's just like, well, why the hell do we do any of that? What was the purpose? So there has to be something that has to be leading us down to the path to, you know, uh, Moff Gideon, uh, Moffy Giddy, as 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 he is sometimes. I feel like Trump. As some people call him Moffy Giddy. Uh, yikes! Um, coming out and uh, he does a big, you know, jailbreak, and he's coming back for Grogu and whatever. Um, so potentially it's a setup for something like that. But yeah, I would have to imagine that the, the driving force of everything has to be um, what's going on with. Um, with Bo and with Din and and yeah, I think it's a strong possibility that she's playing some kind of long game because what she really cares about is the dark saber. Even though there's no Mandalore to rule, they've been there. There's nothing. She doesn't even have anybody in her castle, which now got blown up. So yeah, 
Yeah, she what's going what's going to happen? Ragnarok it, right? Like yeah. Mandalore is a people, not a place. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, okay, right. cool, whatever. Yeah. Well, she's got the she's got the sparkle water, so or she gave it up. So she but she knows how to get more. Mm, she knows how to get there. She's got to keep the sparkle water. Abby, what about you? What do you what do you think is is like next couple of episodes? Where do you think we're gonna see? Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't really have a solidified like idea of like, oh, I definitely think it's going here. I I definitely think obviously, um, you know, uh, Din, Bo-Katan, and Grogu are gonna be kind of the 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 big players. But uh, you know, like you said, Charlie, I don't think they would have cut away to that Coruscant thing. It. it it's, right. It wasn't a book of Boba Fett where we already know Din and Grogu, and this is just a, what's going on over there with them at this time. Like, we don't really know Dr. Pershing or Elia Kane or much about the galaxy at large at this point in time besides the right. bits and pieces we've been shown. Yeah. So I, it has to tie in somehow. And yeah, yeah I definitely believe with um, the cloning and everything with, like, Moff Gideon. I think it's all going to come together somehow. I'm just not entirely sure I have an idea of how it's going to come together. Right. So, right. Um, which, which is what keeps all of us watching. And this exactly, is exactly. Ep- yeah. We're at episode four of, is this eight or is it more? I than actually that? don't know how many are in this sure. season. Yeah. We should probably know that. We should, we should, <laughs> yeah, we, we you know should. what? We do all the research for yeah. you, dear listeners. And so much that we don't do any research. Yeah. We just sit here That's and it. riff like a bunch of idiots and you're <laughs> listening and we appreciate it. Yeah. It's been a great time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, after Charlie calls our guests idiots, uh, we like. I to know, I, it was a little bit more collective. Yeah. Mark, Mark, you know that we're stupid. When you come into our house, you are family of, <laughs> of, of idiots. Welcome, family of idiots. We family. love you, Abby. Thank you. This is great. Much obliged. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of in agreement with you guys. This could go anywhere for the next couple of episodes, and I'm excited to see where it goes uh, this week, especially because. Um, yeah, it, I could really picture this going back to Pershing, getting some more backstory. Like, I want to see what happens after they take off with with uh, with Keller and Beck. Like, I want to see what happens. Yeah. With, how mm-hmm. does Grogu end mm-hmm. up with the with the Empire? Are we going to see that this season? Are we going to see more of Keller? Do we see Kelleran's potential? I guess inevitable demise because right. at some point they get separated. Like, it's going to hurt. It's if I suck, don't say I it think. out loud, it can't happen. Right. Right. I know, right? But I, no, but I, there's nobody. I, I want to see yeah. what happens. Yeah. Um, and it's, it, yeah. So um, I'm, I'm very excited for the next episode and, and to see where this is heading. Um, but until then, I guess it's time to wrap it up. So Abby, thank you so much for joining us. Of once course. Again. It's so good to be back. Yes, indeed. Awesome. I will have to have you back uh, sooner rather than later yeah. and make it uh, a four Pete Rather than ah, your, uh, yes. your hat trick. Until then, where can people find you on the internet? If you want people to find you on the internet. Yeah. So I'm on all social media platforms, though I have been woefully uninvolved in TikTok for the past couple of weeks because my mind is tired. But uh, I am everywhere at Kidsidious underscore. That's uh, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. Uh, and that's about it. Can't find me anywhere Excellent. else. Excellent. And if you, if you don't remember that, be in the show notes as well. So just click the links and go follow Abby. She's be great. in the show notes. Well, you can find me uh, largely on Twitter at the C3. Go ahead and spell it out. My lovely wife, April, and I do run the USS Grand Petoskey. That is one of the biggest chapters of the Star Trek International Fan Club uh, here in Michigan. Uh, so I actually run the region which covers Michigan and Eastern Canada. If you're a Trekker listening to a Star Wars program, 
in one of those places and want to learn more about how to connect with their trekkers, I am your guy. Find us on a website at that name and across socials as well. Mark? Yes, you can find me everywhere as the underscore Canardian. Uh, pretty much the same places, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok as, uh, as Abby. And of course, hanging out in our Discord channel as well. Yes, Discord. And, of course, thanks again to our awesome Patreons. We couldn't do it without you. If you'd like to learn more about Patreon, secretfriendsunite.com slash Patreon. You find all about how you can support us. We would love to see you there. Yeah. All right. right Shelly. Yes. Play us up. All right. Well, friends, as always, thank you for joining us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring to keep on trucking. May the force be with you. Rex, play us out. See, that's what I was waiting for. You left me hanging there for a second. The prestige. Yeah, I kind of tuned out for a minute there. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> it happens. It happens. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.